Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Heart of Markness podcast. Guten Tag, I am Mark. This is my Led Zeppelin slash Jimmy Page podcast. One of these days I'll probably, or, you know, Led Zeppelin related because there's Robert Plant. But, um, you know, one of these days I'll branch out and probably feature some other artists, maybe as a bonus for my patrons on Patreon. Uh, but uh, for the moment, Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin accessories. Howdy. The topic of today's episode is Led Zeppelin. No shit. Yes. Um, their Japanese tour of 1972. I've covered 1971. I've covered 1996. Have not covered 1972 in Japan. I'm sorry. I was remiss. And I am no longer remiss. I'm unremiss or demiss. I don't know. Whatever I am, I'm not anymore. Or I wasn't. Hello! Um, I was originally going to play some tracks from... Whoopsie. I just realized I don't remember the show that I downloaded. Let's see if I can multitask. Uh, the answer is no. I was originally going to do... Uh, I think it was Nagoya. We'll find out if I was right. It was October... Oh, the Budokan in Tokyo. I lied to you again. I'm sorry. Um, I was originally just going to do October 2nd, 1972, uh, Tokyo Budokan. Same place that Cheap Trick would play like six years later, seven years later, five years later. Whenever they put out Budokan. Um, but there are other songs. Well, there was, there was one other song I wanted to feature from another show. And then in doing my research, I discovered and or remembered or rediscovered that the uh, 72 Japan tour is has some great stuff in it I, I kind I kind of poo-pooed it um, it's kind of generally not as highly regarded as um, you know summer 72 when how the West was one was recorded uh, because they took a break and then they just jumped right in and by October Robert's voice was starting to um, fail. And by fail, I mean go from the high voice of, you know, many have I loved to many have I loved, you know, when, when he would, when he's, you know, lost his higher register for a while, lost that screech. Um, he still has it through most of it. And it's, it's, it's not a bad tour by any stretch of the imagination. It's very, very good, excellent in places. And um, it's in comparison to the summer of 72, which is arguably their peak or nearing their peak. I mean, it's just not as good as the very, 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 very best. So instead of being a 100%, it is a mere dismal 97 or 96. Boo hoo. Um, it's just the, 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 it's the violence inherent in the system. Uh, it's the snobbery inherent in the system. You know, when you're a fan, you judge things uh, harshly within your little, you know, your little bailiwick. But anyways, why I didn't keep that uh, just October 2nd was, as I said, I wanted to add another song from another night. And then I was like, fuck it, this tour is pretty good and there's some good stuff in it. And I don't want to not include a really kick-ass whole lot of love, which is not in this episode. But it's going to be a two-parter. A two-parter, Maki. You're shitting me. Negatory. It is going to be a two-parter because there's, uh, you know, two scoops of raisins in every box of the Heart of Markness. So 
we're going to move on forward um, so I don't have to just keep free associating and hope my words make sense as they tumble out of my mouth like cereal from a box. Anyway. Oh, my level's not that high again. There we go. I turned it up a little bit. Um, well, let's talk a little bit, shall we? Let's talk about the 1972 Japan tour. It was after the boys had a little bit of a break from their summer tour. And uh, it commenced on October 2nd in 1972 in Tokyo, Japan, where the boys kicked the rust off. And by this point, by kicking the rust off, I mean they were not quite as amazing. They were still fucking great. If you saw that show, you'd be blown away. It's just, you know, in comparison to the immediate previous shows. They're still light years above, you know, 1975, trillion light years above 1977 or 1980. Uh, they still had the magic. It was just they were, uh, by this point, they were legitimate superstars. I think 1972 was when they were straight up badass legitimate rock gods on par, on a level with Mick and Keith and the Stones and Pete and Roger with the Who. And, you know, they, they had they had they had achieved their cruising altitude. And, you know, the very next year they'd have their own giant fucking plane with a fireplace and, and, and a waterbed and an organ and a wet bar. So um there's a difference in this tour in a way where they're so big, they're still connecting with the audience and everything. But it's like, um, these guys were not going to crash on your couch. Whereas just a, three years earlier, they totally would have crashed on your couch. You know, in 1969, they not only would have crashed on your couch, they would have eaten all your peanut butter and consumed all your booze, including the cooking sherry and the vanilla extract. Now... You would visit them in their hotel room and live the life of pure debauchery. And uh, that's cool. That's the goal, isn't it? Um, if you're a young guy in your 20s, you want to be a rock star? They defined rock star. Isn't that crazy? They're the archetypes. I mean, Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and all those guys were, were truly the er titans titans i suppose and chuck berry and little richard you know those primal promethean forces but uh you know mick and keith robert and jimmy pete and roger were the rock gods everybody recognized them they lived that charmed life of no consequences at least for a while and you know as i've said before got to live like caligula <coughs> Which, again, imagine you're a kid in your 20s. Holy shit. What a life. And to be so fantastically mega-talented as well. I'm, uh, I'm glad they exist. And I think you are, too, if you're listening to this. But holy shit, I'm already rambling. You already know this. Just fast forward till you hear the music. Um, so let's get to it. I'm including two songs, and you know... Huh. No, that's a bit long. I was going to just play them back to back because they flow into each other, but I won't because then it's a really long time before I come back, which may be a blessing. Um, 
No, I won't. Uh, what I'm going to play is the very, very first live performance of The Song Remains the Same. Had never been played before. Some other song, like Dancing Days, had been played throughout the summer of 72. So, you know, that was known. Houses of the Holy wasn't out yet. Houses of the Holy came out in 73. So they have The Song Remains the Same, which they're playing for the first time. And they keep coming up with different names for it. Later on in the tour, they call it The Campaign. And I think, at least in my memory, they played it instrumental at one point. But um, these have words. Uh, so I guess my memory is flawed. Go figure. So here it is, October 2nd. Uh, this is Source 1. I believe there are as many as eight sources for this show. I like this one the most. And it sounds nice and warm. Um, I believe it's a mono recording, but it is an excellent audio recording really captures everything you shouldn't have to put on your bootleg ears or or wince through it or just you know suffer for the quality of the performance rather than the quality of the recording it's very good you will enjoy it it's the very very first time the song remains the same was ever played publicly and you get to hear it enjoy i'll be back in a little bit
Nice quality recording, huh? Now, not the most amazing version of the song remains the same. It's still obviously coming together a little bit because there are bits that you hear in almost every live performance that aren't in there. But it's excellent. It's the very first time they played it live. They didn't even have a name for it yet. They called it Zep at that show, and then later on they called it The Campaign, and finally settled on The Song Remains the Same, which is so unlike them to use a, a title with the actual uh, f- from the actual song. Looking at you, Black Dog. Um, well, the next song on the roster is... Oh, what I want to talk about in also is... Um, if you listen to it, you probably heard it. Um, Bonzo used quite a bit of timpani in this song. And some of the neat ways that it sounds like he's using it to these old ears is um, punctuating the bass, the bass line. And there are some bends and some, you know, uh, depth and uh, gravitas to some of the bass bits that are just more than Jonesy's bass. And in addition to playing drums to the song, he's also whapping the fuck out of the timpani in tune, in time with the song. And that's John Bonham, ladies and gentlemen. And I miss him. Everybody should. Do you miss John Bonham? Do you? Do you really? Um, I do. So let's move along. Plowing ahead, as Bill Burr says. I realize that everything I do is just a complete and utter ripoff uh, of, of Bill Burr's methodology for podcasting. It's, it's, what, it's what got me the idea and the confidence to podcast is listening to his podcast because he, you know, he has an outline and he wings it. And every episode, something fucks up. Every episode, he gets mad at something. He yells. It makes me laugh, and and I hope it, it's probably infuriating in ways because it is not, you know, precise and economical with words and time and very regimented. It's not information rich. It's uh, there's a lot of information in my podcast, but it's it's not quite dense. It's more like a foam of information. It's there, but you got to eat a lot and you get a lot of air with it. Um, so let's just plowing ahead here and uh, go with the rain song played right after this. I mean, I I think they introduced it. I I can't remember to tell you the truth. And at the beginning of the song remains the same. You can hear Jimmy strumming a bit of the rain song. Why is that Mark? It's because they're both in the same tuning. Really? No shit. Is that why they play it right at one right after the other on the same guitar? Yep. That's indeed why. And they just go together. It's a nice transition from the rain. song from uh, song remains the same to the rain song. Those boys know what they're doing. All right, enough chitta-chatta. I bring you the rain song, October 2nd, Tokyo, Japan. See you in a bit.
Yes, yes, lovely, lovely, very nice, very nice indeed. Such a pretty song. And that was the Mellotron you heard as the keyboard being played by Jonesy, and that, again, is um, an analog keyboard that uses every key has a tape loop with the instrument that it's, you know, it's the strings. Uh, it has an audio recording on a magnetic tape of the strings playing that particular note, and it all blends together. You can hear in places it's not entirely in tune, and that's the big problem with the Mellotron, because you have 8 trillion uh, tapes 
on a loop spinning on a hot stage with machinery making it hotter and plastic stretches under heat. Still good. Still good. And uh, the bass part of the song was, of course, played by Jonesy playing the bass pedals that he carried around a la Getty Lee. Or I guess Getty did it a la Jonesy, but you know what I mean. Lovely song. Lovely song. Beautiful. I hope you enjoyed it. And now I'm going to play... First, I'm going to mention that um, there is a it's I thought it was it was alleged to be a new source coming out for the Bath Blues Festival show uh, June 28th, 1970, which is is the holy grail of Zeppelin recordings because it is the it is, you know, supposed to be the 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 best Zepp show ever. And um, it is pretty awesome. But the the recordings from that show all come from one source, which is absolute garbage. It is uh, the worst or or one of the worst sounding uh, bootlegs out there. It's essentially unlistenable. Um, and I there there have been other uh, release not releases of, of different generations and things over the years that have come out that are, are more listenable, but it's still the same shitty tape. Um, apparently that has changed in a way. There's a new bootleg out. Uh, I think it's on the Krishna label or it's the Krishna source, uh, tape. And it is alleged to be better sounding. It's the same source it's from the same tape but it's it's a lower generation if not from the master itself and i guess uh the consensus is it hasn't been uh publicly leaked on the torrent sites yet um the person from whom i got this information well it was on it was on a form it was on a led zeppelin form it's not like they were like mark let me tell you about this but um that person uh didn't want to share it uh online yet it'll pop out and when it does i'll grab it but um, apparently it sounds better, and, and the consensus from those few who have heard it is that um, just like the first round of new releases that happened like 10 years ago of this, may, took an unlistenable tape and made it like a 5 or a 6 or a 4 or a 5 on a scale of 10 listenability, this one bumps it up to like a 6 or a 7, which moves it hopefully into the realm of me being able to use it for the podcast because... It's a great fucking show. It's the very, very first time they played Immigrant Song. They opened with it. It's the very, very first time they played Since I've Been Loving You. And it is rumored to be the best Zeppelin performance out there. Um, maybe that's because it's the stuff of legend and it was a great show. It was like one of their best shows. Uh, and and they, they played at sunset with the sun behind them at a huge blues festival in England to 150,000 people. Whereas the year before, they played to like 15,000 people at the same festival. Um, but anyways, it's a holy grail. And, and once I get my hands on that, if it delivers even acceptably, I will feature it because I listened to the 2009 tape that uh, was released. When was it released, Mark? 2009. Um, on archive.org. And it was listenable. It was very, it was, it wasn't very, very listenable. It was totally listenable to me with bootleg ears. Not quite good enough to share. There are a lot of fluctuations. Um, it sounds like it was very windy 
and the microphone, which I think was on a, a handle, broom handle or something, was flopping around in the wind. That's what it sounds like. Either that or these guys were just, you know, hula dancing or something, because there's it's not a Doppler effect. It's more like a... Uh, here, I'm going to emulate it, so brace yourself. It's more like... Like that. So, not the easiest listen. So if we can get something that's a little more smoothed out and a little clearer, you know, even one generation clearer on an analog lineage will make it uh, more to work with. And some people who have judicious uh, hands with uh, remastering can really make it shine and maybe turn that uh, 6, 7 into a, a 7, 8. So we'll see. Anyway. All right. Back to the topic at hand, Japan. This song is from the 9th of October, 1972, still, in uh, Osaka. And it is a performance of Benny King's Stand By Me. And I almost included it in my podcast involving cover songs, but it was just too long to throw in with like the four or five songs I had played. I didn't want to make it that long. But here it is. I'm going to play it this time. Um, It starts off, which isn't on this track, but just before the track starts, Robert is teasing Bonzo and saying, why don't you sing, Bonzo? Why don't you sing? John Bonham's going to sing for us. Um, And he does sing in the song. He doesn't sing the lead. Robert does beautifully. But Bonzo's in the background with the ba-da-doot or the ba-da-doot-doot in the back singing along with it. And uh, it's great. Jimmy plays tasty, tasty stuff. And um, you don't hear Led Zeppelin playing complete songs off the cuff like this. I mean, this was obviously rehearsed probably that afternoon. But... um, Still a spontaneous performance, start to finish, of a great song. And it is wonderful, and it's one of the reasons that I love Zepp. So, let's move along to Led Zeppelin playing Stand By Me. This is October 9th, 1972, Heart of Markness. Enjoy. Thank you. 
was the name of that song (laughs) you know this is gonna be funny i've had this uh, a a version uh, some kind of recording of this song for more than 30 years and you know it was just listening to it just now as i was laying down the track (laughs) <laughs> that I realized that they do uh, somewhere in like the 200th minute. Um, they go into uh, Robert Singh's uh, time of the season. It's the time of the season. Um, which I hadn't heard before because I, I have apparently consistently for more than 30 years checked out before the song progressed that long because halfway in after you know verse verse chorus bridge i'm like i get it stand by me even though it's great it's an add thing i think which is probably why it took me a million years to get into um really listening to dazed and confused and how many more times and stuff like that for jesus the first 20 years of my fandom i was like uh too long i don't want to listen to it 
Um, yeah, I'm an odd duck, and uh, <laughs> in more ways than one. Really, Mark, you covered up so well. We thought you were straight-laced. I am not. Um, so it's funny. We discovered that together. Great performance. Super-duper fun. I hope you enjoyed it. And we're going to come up with part two next week. We're 40 minutes in. I'm going to try and wrap this up, but we both know I won't because I'm going to go off on a tangent somewhere. But you'll come with me, I hope. So, uh, update on my Patreon. It is essentially done. (coughs) By which I mean my friend Jeremy, the same Jeremy who bought this microphone with which I'm communicating with you. And the arm and all the shit that goes with it in the windscreen so that when I go... It doesn't go. So, yay. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, Created me a batch of uh, banners and logos because, you know, as much as I love that Microsoft paint drawing of my face that I did off the cuff 10 years ago that I've been using as my logo, um, something that actually says Heart of Markness (laughs) might be a little more professional. And for my Patreon, I have to have not only an avatar, but a banner for my Patreon page. So uh, Jeremy made one for me. It's really nice. It's in the Led Zeppelin II font, which is really cool. I, I had thought that the Houses of the Holy, you know, the Led Zeppelin t-shirt kind of font was what I wanted. But the Zeppelin II pops. It It's happy and friendly. It's not as, you know hard rock I guess I don't know I like it it's really nice he did a great job on them and uh, so I've got a banner up I'll probably incorporate that as my avatar on Twitter instead of that face and probably um, with a heavy heart probably make that my SoundCloud profile pic and background so that the podcasts will show up with that logo instead of my stupid uh, Microsoft paint face Um, I'll give that a shot. It may hurt my heart too much, but thank you very much, Jeremy. Oh my God. You are, you're a great, great friend and a great, great guy. He is. He's just the greatest guy. And, uh, he's married to my best friend, Elizabeth. So she's great too, but she ain't made me no banners. So Jeremy wins. (laughs) So that's good. The Patreon's going to pop up very shortly. Um, it would be up. I would have put it up with the banner, except uh, my stupid, stupid ass neglected to save the draft I made of my why you should give me money when you can listen to it free pitch. So that whole field is blank now. So I got to rewrite that. But um, rest assured, it's going to be popping up soon. So you'll have the opportunity to hear me harangue you for money like a televangelist. Lord wants wants me to ask you each for five dollars. There's, there's trouble brewing. You can feel it in the wind. We have to band together now. We're all on a team. We're all on the ship, weathering the storm of sinfulness, greed, godlessness. But I am the captain, and as the captain, y'all got to give me some goddamn money. Um, not really, but, you know, it's what podcasts do. It's how you make this work. I throw some money into this. I pay for hosting. I pay for uh, the mega site. I pay for the website. And uh, I would love to do this. I'd love to get some money. Put my hat out there. How about that? 
put my hat out there on the street while I, while I dance for you like a monkey. And sometimes I'm not great. And I apologize for that. It happens. Sometimes I'm all right. Last week's podcast, I liked start to finish. Felt great. Had a great flow. I was energetic, ebullient, uh, held it together okay, I think. Didn't go off on too many tangents. Tonight, uh, I'm still upbeat. I'm still ebullient, but uh, I'm a little uh, wavery. I'm coloring outside the lines more than I'd like. But that's what it is when one uh, essentially wings it off uh, an outline. I, I prefer this. This is who I am. This is what I am. This is what makes me happy and what I like to do. I mean, if I'm going to do something that's bullshit, uh, then, I w- then it wouldn't be this. So I'm sure I'll sell out at some point. Man, wouldn't that be great? Become popular enough to sell out and get a lot of money and just be like a caricature of myself and be like, hi, and welcome to the heart of Markness. Rock on, am I right? Um, one can only dream. So the Patreon's going to be popping up soon. Um, I'm thinking of having a couple of tiers of membership, a la, you know, Twitch. If you're a Twitch streamer, you can, like, subscribe for five bucks. You can get the same goddamn thing for ten bucks. Um, I'll have a $5 tier that will just be, yay, you're a patron. I'll thank you at the end of every episode because there's not going to be many of you, at least for a while. Um, And record an extra podcast for you a month that only you will get. Nobody else will get it, just you. You'll be special. Like that pharmacy asshole who went to prison but has the only copy of that Wu-Tang Clan album. Uh, Martin Screlly, is that the guy? Yeah, he's the one that bought that Wu-Tang Clan clan album that there's only one copy of fuck that guy um for many reasons so yes patreon coming soon uh follow me on twitter at heart of markness you can reach me there we can talk back and forth um i have a gentleman who was kind enough to introduce me to the echoes hub which is a dc plus something something sharing software it's a hub literally a hub think of it like napster but for uh, live recordings, in a, in a way, and um, here's where I'm embarrassed. Here's where I feel old. I consider myself tech savvy enough to hang with the cool kids and know the lingo and know enough to be like, look, I know I'm old, but I know how to do this stuff and I've done this. You know, BitTorrent, CD ripping, all the bells and whistles downloading video conversions, all that shit I've been doing for 20 years. This stupid thing, I feel like my father, who's 80. I connect, first of all, I registered for the site, and then I'm like, log in, and it's like, we don't know you. I'm like, I just registered. What happened? And then finally, like three days later, I read the fucking print that's like, hey, once you register, download this software, and then that's how you do it, asshole. So I downloaded the software, installed it and then it was like where do you sign in it said i could sign in so i'm like connect and it's like user not known connection closed and i'm going through everything trying to find it and i'm like i'm not a very i'm not a very dumb man i'm i'm you know there's not a lot of i can say about myself but being profoundly stupid is is not something that i i i hammer myself with but holy shit I am fucking lost. And this thing right on the other end of this threshold that I cannot pass is 
a wealth of traders. And then this one guy who's super cool, he's like, hook up to this, ping me. We'll, we'll become friends or whatever you do on there. We'll just, I don't know, touch dicks or whatever, however you connect. And then, you know, his hard drive will be my hard drive. And I can get all this shit that I've been looking for, all this other stuff that I want to do for the Jonesy episode, all this Jimmy stuff, all these neat things that I've been trying to get that I can't find because it's just a little like one, like 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 uh, on on the valence electron level, it's just one ring out too far for me to reach anymore and find um, where I used to find it. And I can't get on the goddamn thing, and it makes me so angry and kind of sad. And yet there's this pride thing where it's like, why don't you just email them? And it's like, because then I'm going to have to say I'm old and I don't understand. And they'll be like upper right hand corner where it says log in, sir. Um, but I need someone to do that. Or I fucked it up somehow. But I mean, all I did was install and run. Um, so long, 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 long story short. <laughs> I remember I said I wasn't going to. Anyways, I did. I rambled. Um, once I can get hooked up to that. I'm going to go fucking bonkers and we're going to have all kinds of neat shit other than like, I mean, I love the Led Zeppelin, but I like to break it up with here's a neat little nugget from the past. Here's a neat little nugget from the past. Here's Jimmy Page monopolizing a bar band in Reno in 1990, playing a whole set of covers with just not like a super hot bar band, but like, you know, Kowloon restaurant that your folks go to because they have great Singapore slings. Like, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, wow, the weather's something else. Well, we have a guest here tonight. Um, <laughs> can hardly believe it. It's Jimmy Page. That level of cheese. And um, I want to play that for you. Actually, I have that recording, so that's a bad example. I will fuck myself. But um, other stuff, you know, neat little things and uh, them crooked vultures and things that I can put together for these episodes, like the Jonesy episode, where I can play something with he and uh, Diamanda Glass. I can play him with Lenny Kravitz. I can play him uh, on his solo tours. I can play him with Nickel Creek and all these little things that he's done because he's done so fucking much. And, you know, if I take what's readily available, it will be not as fulfilling because it's like, here's John Paul Jones solo, which is great. Here's John Paul Jones with them crooked vultures. Is it the show I wanted to play? Nope. Um, so, that's a wonderful thing. And if I can figure that fucking thing out, I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to email support and be like, I'm old, but everybody on here must be old because it's primarily, or at least as Genesis was as a, a hub for pink Floyd traders. So there's going to be a fuck of a lot of Floyd on there. So I'll probably do a Floyd show for my patrons. Um, cool beans, man. So all good things are happening. Thank you, fans. You guys fans. That's so weird to say. Friends, thank you, friends, um, for reaching out to me. Those of you who have, you know, bought me microphones, right, Jeremy? Or or reached out to me on Twitter and or just to say thanks or left reviews. I just got a review the other day. Thank you so much. Reviews mean the world. First of all, they stoke my ego, which is, is, is a neat little yin-yang swirl of self-loathing and self-aggrandizement and megalomania. So, uh it's neat. It's like uh, dueling whales <laughs> in the ocean in a swirl. Uh, so thank you. And leaving reviews helps the podcast because I know every podcast says it because it's true. Helps the relevance. The more of you that leave a review on whatever podcast platform you use, take the time to leave a review. The more 
it raises the relevance of this. The more I'll show up when people search for Led Zeppelin or classic rock or Jimmy Page, not even classic rock. That's going to be a long way off. But somebody who's like Led Zeppelin, are there any Led Zeppelin podcasts? Right now you enter Led Zeppelin and uh, you'll find Brian Gardner's uh, Ramble on Radio podcast, which is great. You should find that. You should listen to it. It's great. Very information rich, more news based, more current. Like on this day in Zeppelin, this happened and, and current events of Zeppelin, which you need to hear. It's a nice counterpoint to this. And he's been doing it way longer than I. So he'll pop up as he should. But um, I am now starting to pop up, whereas before I wasn't anywhere. I mean, you'd have to go like 300 podcasts deep until you get into like the McNeil Lair report kind of shit. Oh, which I mentioned because Jim Lehrer died today. R.I.P. And Terry Jones died the other day. Sadness. My heroes are dying. <sighs> Where was I? Okay. Yes. Thank you for leaving reviews. Helps out tremendously. It makes me happy. It gives me feedback. And it helps raise the profile of the podcast so more people can find it and more people can listen to it. Because, I mean, if nothing else, if my voice and my rambling and my opinions drive you batshit crazy, and statistically, it does to some of you, um, you like the music in the Zeppelin, right? You like the Zeppelin. So thank you for leaving reviews. Please leave reviews. Touch base with me on Twitter. Talk to me. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Just, hey, what's up? Facebook, same thing. Heart of Markness is a group. You can join it. Pop in. Say, hey, what's up? And everybody else in that group likes the podcast too, or the friends of mine who are supporting it because they have to. Anyway, they're in there. You can say, hey, what's up? And there'll be other people that'll be like, hey, what's up? And, you know, we've got people who are at the Copenhagen 79 show. They went there. They were there firsthand. And they're like, holy fuck, it was loud. Holy shit, it was small. Holy shit, Led Zeppelin was there. Um, reach out. Touch base. Let's make a thing out of this. There, there, there's a fledgling community. This is now this is now a thing. It's a legitimate podcast with a legitimate community. Become part of it. Join us. Join us. Join us. And uh, heartofmarkness.com where I will post this, well, will I? I will try my hardest to post all the shows that I do in this series. Um, it's a lot of bandwidth. It's a lot of storage to throw up a show that I just grabbed one song from. I'll probably do it, but give me some time for that. But anyways, heartofmarkness.com, you can find the podcast there. And for most of the podcasts, you can find download links to download the entire show that we're talking about. So you can get some free Zeppelin for, you know, because I love you. And with that, I'm going to wrap this up because now we're coming up on an hour, for which I apologize, guys. Jesus Christ. All right. Nighty night. I'll talk to you next week for part two of Led Zeppelin in Japan, 1972. Adios. I hope you're all well and happy forever. <laughs>